0: Here's what you need to know.
1: Well, here we go. Looks like Nets guard Kyrie Irving may be about done with his suspension, that according to ESPN saying he could play as early as Sunday against the Grizzlies. Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury is non-committal on naming a starting quarterback for Monday night against the 49ers with Kyler Murray still day-to-day with a hamstring injury and second stringer Colt McCoy nursing a minor knee injury. Rams quarterback Matt Stafford returning from a concussion looks to be starting Sunday against the Saints. His teammate wide receiver Cooper Cup gets added to injured reserve. Commander said coach Ron Rivera picking quarterback Taylor Heineke to be QB1 Sunday against the Texans after that nice showing on Monday against the Eagles. Saints head coach Dennis Allen says he's going to stay put despite some backlash. With Annie Dalton as starting quarterback on Sunday. And the and Justin Jefferson was not a full go at practice today. I'm Brian Fenley.
2: It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the uh, you know, to the, to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews.
3: There's gonna be much higher expectations, sense of awareness. Of what uh, we bring to the table.
2: Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Yes, Touchdown! Did get it?
4: Hey, what's going on everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in, joining us on a Wednesday. Continuing to prep for Utah State and San Jose State, what are the players and coaches saying about the matchups? Uh, would you rather Wednesday?
5: Yeah, I forgot to mention that top, and I found a "Would You Rather" like a week and a half ago, or, or no, I think it was maybe like last Thursday. So it was like right after I had "Would You Rather." I saw one. I was like, oh, I got to hang on to that one for later, and I found it. You found it because you mentioned it to me. I, I I'd kind of forgotten about it. But you mentioned that because I'd mentioned to you that I saw one. And I, I don't know if I showed it to you or not. No, I didn't see it. Okay, but I went back and I found it because I saw it on Twitter. and, I, and it was For a second, I was like worried. Like, I don't know what, where to find it because I couldn't quite remember exactly what it was. And I remembered it was a Twitter account. I remember the Twitter account that it was, so I was able to go back and, and, uh, and also at that point then kind of remembered what it was. So
4: There you go. Even so. if I
5: hadn't found the Twitter account, I probably would have been able to put it together. But I have it now, and it's, it's kind of an interesting one.
4: So if you have a would-you-rather question... Feel free to submit it, 435-339-0321. And uh, look at the Utah Jazz last night, losing to the New York Knicks. Jazz in a bit of a losing streak right now. Are teams just figuring out how to defend the Jazz? Or something else going on here? So we'll talk about all that um, here this hour on the Full Court Press. And again, love to hear from you on a variety of different topics. 435-339-0321. Uh, you know... The top of uh, or the the end of our show last hour, we were talking a little bit about high school wrestling. We've got a few more texts that have come <laughs> through.
5: Very passionate, all our textures on uh, high school wrestling.
4: Uh, Eight zero zero three says, "High school wrestling is easy. Mountain Crest boys and girls take state."
5: I, that that usually is the thing every year. It's like Mountain Crest wrestling. Like when I was when I was at the Herald Journal, they you know every year would be right They cover Mountain West or Mountain West. Uh, you know, Region 11 Wrestling and then the State Wrestling Tournament, and it was just always Mountain Crest winning. I was like, all right, what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> well, meanwhile, I'm covering, um, you know, usually it's basketball and wrestling around the same time, right? Uh, Yes. Uh, they're, they're fairly concurrent, yeah. So I'd, I'd be covering, you know, boys' basketball, girls' basketball, and they'd be covering Mountain Crest winning whatever it is.
4: It's that time. Yeah, yeah. you'd probably be more right more often than not. Uh, picking mountain crest. Yeah. Nine three one five. I believe flow or track wrestling was invented by a BYU wrestling student.
5: Yeah. So he was suggesting uh, where I could go do my research since we've apparently been given the challenge to go give our opinions on uh, the upcoming wrestling season. Which <laughs> that'd be a that'd be a challenge for me. We'll see. I've got a couple of of projects that I need to finish up. One of them is girls tennis. So that'll be a nice, you know, long form feature that's that's coming out. Yeah, so, so uh, those are some good things to watch for
4: on future uh articles on Cash Valley Daily or future discussions here on the full court
5: Yes, yeah, potentially. Yeah. And also uh volleyball. A couple of champions out of region eleven in girls, tennis and volleyball. That's true. That's why I'm writing about that. That's very true. <laughs> so that those are projects that'll be uh coming up uh shortly that I'll be putting out. Really fun stories with these teams. Uh,
4: 9315, you need to look into UVU wrestling. Yes, yeah, uh, I know that we've had their coach on the show a couple different times. Um, and they, uh, yeah, they're, that's a successful program where um, there are a lot of schools that dropped their wrestling programs. There's a, a little bit of a resurgence in some areas with, uh, with uh, wrestling. I don't know if that's spurred on by you know, uh, girls wrestling. Coming on, or some other things that are that are happening in the sport, but um, definitely some good wrestlers coming
5: out of Cache Valley. Yeah, well, there's a lot of sports that are you know taking off; they're getting more popularity. You know, college ranks or high school and whatnot. They, it, it it's a good time for sports. They're they're becoming more and more popular as it's become easier to, you know, disseminate information about these and get video out. And it's easier to watch them. You know, for us, with with you know. We were able to cover football and basketball, but we're also able to showcase other sports. Um, and so it's easier to get exposure and so they become more popular.
4: Yeah. Well, and there's more access. I mean, there's more sports available now.
5: Yeah.
4: Um, and so there's uh, more variety. It's easier for uh, for people to, to play a sport because it used to be only a couple that really were available. And if you didn't make that roster, you'd, that was it. Yeah. But now you've, you have choices. Yeah. Uh, a couple other texts coming through. 1570. Would you rather, since 2020, be the Lakers or the Jazz? The Lakers have one title, but their future now looks very bad for a long time. The Jazz have restructured with a solid team and a lot of draft capital.
5: So it kind of, I mean, if you put it in a vacuum... In the way I, I am in terms of my NBA fandom, you know, I'd say the Lakers because I, all I really want is the one title. That's all I care about at this point. If the Jazz sold the next 10 years for one championship, I, I'd take it and be happy about it. Um, now, if you're a Lakers fan, you're not happy about, you know, the way the Lakers are right now. You might almost take where the Jazz are at. But, you know, because the Lakers, you know, they have a lot higher, you know, standard of success. They expect to be title contenders and winning titles every single year. Jazz fans, we just want one. <laughs> um, yeah. So, it it is kind of a, a nuanced thing. So, again, in a vacuum, I'd take the Lakers. Cause I, just want uh, the title.
4: I would take the Lakers as well. I mean, you have the title, but uh, you're more likely to be a destination for free agents than Utah is. Yeah. Well Lakers so You are, can quickly turn around more quickly turn around your, your roster in Los Angeles than you can in Utah.
5: Yeah. I mean you can, but the problem is you have to sign them as free agents and Lakers haven't necessarily signed a lot of guys as free agents. They end up having to trade for them. Cause the marquee free agents aren't coming on the free agent market anymore. Usually they're being traded somewhere. So like the Lakers, they're kind of messed up for the next seven, eight years. But they have the title. Which, man, do they need that? Because otherwise, heads would have rolled in that front office oh, over that's... how badly they've handled you know, this. What was supposed to be a mini-dynasty Yeah.
4: with uh, LeBron and AD. Definitely has not delivered. 9315, uh, Snow College has the first girls' wrestling team in Utah. Okay. On a collegiate level.
5: Nice. So it be, so be a women's wrestling team. Yeah. Very cool.
4: Now, um, since we're talking about the Jazz, you know, last night's game against the, uh, the New York Knicks, a team that hadn't beaten a team with a winning record to that point. And Jazz really struggled in that second half. Um, they, you know, the, the spacing was not great. Ball movement was just kind of clunky. And uh, Jazz had a lead in the second half and let it get away from them, and then they could never really get it back again. Um, So are are teams starting to figure out how to defend the jazz or is that just I've heard a lot of coaches say the first game back after a long road trip, especially from the East Coast, is like another road game and it's hard to get back into the swing of things. So is this a team that just has had a lot of travel over a short amount of time or teams starting to figure out the jazz because they lost at Washington and they lost at Philadelphia before coming home to lose to New York?
5: Yeah, well, the the loss to Philadelphia is just kind of indicative of what probably would happen in the playoffs for the Jazz, where when you face just that good of a talent, the Jazz don't have a mechanism to stop it. They have good team defense, but against great individual players, they are really going to struggle. In that kind of atmosphere, they just kept going to Embiid, and the Jazz couldn't stop it no matter what they tried. It was man against boys. So, the other games, it's just, you know, maybe it is a combination of the Jazz being on the road um maybe they're getting a little too big for their britches and other teams are maybe figuring them out you know looking statistically a lot of it is just they're not making as many shots as they were um you know they, they were in the first 13 games they made 37 percent of their threes the last three they've made 32 percent so a big drop there i think one thing that's kind of interesting because we look at this jazz they're a team that gets out in transition and they They will murder teams in transition, which is weird to watch because the Jazz used to hate transition, (laughs) both offense and defense. Uh, That's why they did all the the take fouls. Um, But the last, so for the first thirteen games, they were averaging almost nine steals a game. The last three, they're averaging four point seven steals per game. So they're almost half their number of steals, which is not just you know forcing turnovers and you know killing. You know, your are opposing offensive possessions. Those are easy offense for you on the other end. Just ask Taylor Funk how many points you can get off of steals. (laughs) Yeah. He did pretty well off of those. So the Jazz are losing, like, three to four free offensive possessions per game. Easy offensive possessions. Momentum-building possessions. You know, chances for guys to... Uh, Either get an easy layup or sometimes you end up with a transition three off of a steal where you can see the ball go through the hoop on a wide-open three, a chance you're usually not going to get in the half court as easily. So I think that's a a big aspect. And, you know, another thing is Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson, are they have obscene shooting numbers in the wrong direction. Mike Conley is shooting 20% in the last three games, 13% from three. And Jordan Clarkson's shooting 37% overall, or 34% overall. The last three games, 26, almost 27% from three. And these are guys who are usually in the mid-40s and then mid-30s from three, or for Conley, closer to 40% from three. And they're shooting this bad right now? You know, these are teams that thrive off of making shots, and they're not making shots right now.
4: Yeah, and I think that not making shots... Um... Not great in a half-court offense, and they've been going to that quite a bit, which is uncharacteristic of the team this year. Uh, and then just the spacing just really wasn't very good in the second half. Um, and I think Will Hardy talked a little bit about that afterwards. You know, we're we're getting outside of what we normally do, we're getting away from what's worked for us. And I don't know if it's guys starting to come fall back on maybe some former tendencies where they needed to be the ones to go one-on-one and do some hero ball, um, but uh, the spacing wasn't good. Guys didn't seem like they knew exactly where to be on the court, which made it tough to pass, tough to rotate, and just the offense just kind of staggered um, and just stumbled for, for the Jazz last night. 20 turnovers. I mean, that's, that's rough. It's tough to beat any team when you're giving the ball away that, that many times.
5: Yeah, and this is a team that has so many guys who can create off of the dribble. You have Mike Conley, who's a guy who can just be a wizard out there. He can beat guys off the dribble, you know, ball screen, get downhill, and once he can get downhill, everything starts falling apart for the defense because the Jazz were just so good at passing it around and finding that open shot, that one extra pass, find the guy who's open. They were doing that so flawlessly, and they were getting everybody to do that. Kelly Olynyk would be getting downhill, and then he'd find the right pass. Maybe a dump off to Jared Vanderbilt or a kick out to a three. Everybody could do it. And then everybody was making shots off of that great movement. And if they're not getting those good passes, if they're not getting that you know penetration, or if guys just aren't making their shots, then things go downhill. And, and there is obviously a reliance on guys who can go out and get a bucket. Mike Conley getting out there and just making a mid-range floater because sometimes you need to make one of those hard shots. Jordan Clarkson, he goes out there and just makes some of those hard shots. Malik Beasley, he also does a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And if these guys aren't performing then it makes it that much harder.
4: Yeah. um, You know, Olenek in in foul trouble a lot in that second half. After a great dynamic first half, really kind of limited him and his ability. Um, You know, Markaden was a guy who was averaging mid to upper 20s for a while there, but the last few games he's been lucky to get 15. So our team's starting to figure out how to defend this Jazz team a little better too,
5: part of it. I think so. You know, once you get film on teams, then you begin to, you know, you know Will Hardy, he's a new coach. So nobody. There were some tendencies that you began to see that were part of the Celtics, but now coaches are getting film on it, um, and they're beginning to understand the Jazz. And there's still not a ton of time to prepare for these teams. They usually only get a walkthrough or a shoot around, and that's all they get to prepare for one team. So usually just practicing their own stuff, but. You know, once coaches have a general understanding, they'll know which defensive sets. They may not be able to tell their team specifically, all right, do this, but they'll know which things to call out. In key situations when there's a timeout, um, coaches will be able to draw up a defensive scheme to stop the Jazz or in, in different scenarios like that when coaching really comes into play. And the coaches will understand. They'll be able to explain to the players. So I think there is an aspect to that. But I do think a lot of this is the Jazz are just getting away a little bit from what they were doing. Because in the end, if you're good at what you do, then teams usually aren't going to stop you. There's some coaching that needs to happen, and this is where Will Hardy's going to be, this is where his first test is. Because teams figure him out, and then you have to re-figure things out. Uh, Ryan Odom actually kind of had an interesting talk about this um, uh, during media availability, where he was explaining how, you know, he's, figuring out his team right now it's early in the season you're trying to learn things he said well at the same time other teams are learning about you at the same time and so it gets harder and things get harder and that's where the true test of a coach and players comes in is it's not just that initial stretch there are a thousand one teams that have started a season hot there's only a handful that finish well so the trick is can you continue to adjust so this is this is that first test for the Jazz. Will they overcome this first adjustment period? Yeah, because
4: uh, a lot of the these games early in the season, catching teams by surprise. Oh, this is going to be a lottery team. They're not very good. They don't have their all-stars. And Jazz get out there and run and surprise them and kind of smack them in the mouth, and teams are having a hard time figuring out how to adjust. But now we're, we're a couple of weeks into the season now, and there is a lot more film on these guys. So... Um, it, it, it's kind of interesting to see how that that will continue, how that will uh, affect this team going forward for the next little bit. doesn't necessarily get easier. we got Phoenix Suns coming to town on Friday. Now, they may not have Chris Paul. I know he's missed some games. I'm not sure if he's going to be cleared to go for Friday or not. But um, still, kind of an interesting stretch here for the Jazz. Uh, 1570 texting in. I think the Jazz will come back to Earth. I... Um, uh, I still think they are a are play-in or a little better, but they're not a top seed in the West. But the future looks pretty bright to have this good of a team in all these draft picks.
5: Yeah, I, I mentioned this I think last week, or maybe even earlier this week, where since the NBA-ABA merger in like 1976 or thereabouts, there have been 162 teams to start 10-3 and or better. Um, 160 made the playoffs. So, so, Pretty good math in favor it, of the Utah Jazz. incredibly good math in terms of making the playoffs. Now, plenty of those teams wound up being seven seeds, eight seeds, six seeds. They weren't necessarily dominant teams. They just started fast. And so the Jazz could very easily end up in that, you know, four to eight range. That's probably where I'd pick them at this point. They are better than what I thought was going to be like a 25-win team. Um, but, yeah, they were probably playing a little over their heads. And even if they had finished with a 3-4 scene, or e- even if they will, because it could still obviously happen, three-game losing streak isn't the end of the world. No. Um, there are weaknesses that I believe there are that, that would lead them to losing in the playoffs, namely an ability to stop elite talent. And in a way, a lack of their own elite talent. Laurie Markkinen is not that. Right.
4: They have good talent, they don't have elite talent. Yeah. It's an important differentiation. Now, Yeah, but I, I totally agree with that uh, it's fun watching this team develop and the players that are there and how they're coming together. Utah Jazz have depth uh, at a lot of different positions and can throw a lot of versatility out on the court. Um, but uh, you know, getting everybody to, put, to be on the same page is a big thing. But even with this three-game losing streak, look at the standings, and Utah is still the number 3 team in the Western Conference.
5: Yeah. And I just say another potential explanation for this three game losing streak is that Danny Ainge just poisoning the water. <laughs> <laughs> He's sneaking into the cooler before the game's it's like it's unscrewed and it's like pours some mysterious substance in. Let's
4: come down to earth here, guys. Let's stay on brand. <laughs> what we want to do here. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Gotta take a quick timeout. You're on the full court press so when we come back. Uh, Let's let's get into more of uh, Utah State football. Uh, Al Lewis had a chance to catch up with Alfred Edwards. And some more comments from uh, the head coach for the San Jose State Spartans. What he is seeing in his prep for the Utah State Aggies as they prepare to come to Logan on a late uh, Saturday night pregame for us. On Saturday night, we'll start at 6.15 and uh, kick off at 7.45. If by chance you can't make it to the game, you can watch it on FS1.
3: It's engagement
4: season. Time to find the perfect ring. S.E. Needham Jewelers is known for beautifully cut diamonds at excellent prices. Guys, the sparkle is what matters most in the diamond you give your sweetheart. Our diamonds stand apart from those of other stores. Come view our diamonds under magnification. Select a diamond that fits your budget and then have it mounted in a ring that she'll love. Remember, you get SC Needham quality at internet pricing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. SC
2: Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock.
0: We're heading into some crazy weather this winter, which means power outages. Tyler and his team at Golden Spike Electric can install a Generac Automatic Standby Generator for your home so you can avoid issues when the power goes out. If you have one already, Golden Spike Electric can maintain your Generac Automatic Standby Generator for you. Find them online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. Golden Spike Electric and Generac Automatic Standby Generators. Power you can count on. For over 20 years, Aegis Home Health and Hospice has been providing health care to Cash, Box Elder, and Rich Counties. Whatever or wherever your health care needs, Aegis' goal is to meet those needs. Aegis Home Health and Hospice core values are character, experience, and trust. Aegis, A-E-G-I-S, striving to provide the health care services you need. Aegis Home Health and Hospice. Call 723-9000 or find them at myagis.com. Hey, Logan, there's no reason to wait. Owl Sporting Goods Pre-Black Friday Sale is bigger than ever. Get to Owl's while the selection is at its best. All winter outerwear from the best brands like North Face, Cool, Columbia, and Burton 20% off. Giro goggles starting at just $19.99. Outdoor ski bibs just $25. Come check out the huge selection of skis and snowboards from Line, Atomic, Burton, K2, and more. All winter base layers save 20%. It's Al's Sporting Goods Pre-Black Friday Sale going on now through Saturday. Owl Sporting Goods. Every sport, every season. The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs, with competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young,
6: drive young. Which local high schools do you follow and support? Find your favorite high school logoed items at the Locker 42 North Store. Yes, Locker 42 North has high school logoed hoodies, t-shirts, blankets, and more. Green Canyon, Mountain Crest, Logan, Ridgeline, and Skyview can all find their high school logos on apparel at Locker 42 North. And high school logoed items make great Christmas gifts. Logoed items from all your favorite
2: high schools exclusively at the Locker 42 North Store, 1430 North Main, next to Little Caesars. It's the full Court Program. With Eric Franson and Jason Walker.
7: You know, that game against Utah State last year kind of felt a lot like San Diego State did, unfortunately, right? Like we kind of we jumped out and then we started not playing complimentary football, not playing good football, and you know, turned it over and just all kinds of messy stuff. And they ran away with
4: it. Uh, that's Coach Brennan for the uh, San Jose State Spartans. Just uh, had a rough game last week against San Diego State and felt like that's how it felt a year ago when his team went up against the Utah State Aggies. Now, and um, you know, last year, Utah State was physical, got after it, and uh, came away with a nice win. And that was we knew it was going to be a challenging game for them. But um, the Aggies played well in that one on the road. Can they do the same Saturday night?
5: And San Jose State jumped out to a 14 nothing lead in that game. then Utah State scored 24 unanswered points and uh, ended up winning you know, 48-17, so 48-3 to run. <laughs> yeah, that's <ooh. laughs> a little excessive. <laughs> uh, and also, one of the other things to kind of look at
4: is you know, what are your common opponents? By this time of the year, you've got usually a few. And there are three teams that are common among Utah State and San Jose State. Both played Wyoming in Laramie. San Jose State beat the Cowboys, 33 to 16. The Aggies lost 28 to 14. They beat UNLV at home, 40 to 7. Aggies lost at home, 34 to 24. And they beat Colorado State in San Jose. Uh, 28 to 14, and the Aggies beat Colorado State in Fort Collins, 17 to 13. So Granted, the the Colorado State game, you know, unique circumstances with that one.
5: And Wyoming too. True. So there's there's some things to consider with you know with these common opponents. And there's some there's some uh, there's some noise in these comparisons, but obviously. You know that's something that I would like to you know you it's the kind of thing I usually would look to to compare. Like the Wyoming game, that's one of the things that I really keyed in on. Because both games were in Laramie. San Jose State did well, Utah State did not. So, that's probably the number one thing that worries me is that San Jose State has done well in, in certain areas where Utah State has not. And I don't really see an easy way for Utah State to just win this game other than just play better. Which is not that's not something you like to be able to. How do you win this game? Play better. Here's our game plan: <laughs> Play better.
4: Jason Walker's keys to the game: <laughs> Play better. Don't mind the X's and O's. <laughs> Just play better. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that is tough about this uh, San Jose State team is it's tough to run on them. And the question was posed to Coach Anderson, now, looking at San Diego State, going back to that game as a reference. You know, that's a that was a game that the Aztecs threw the ball around quite a bit. And they, like, exploded offensively, got into the end zone more than they have most of the year, almost entire year. They haven't seen a game quite like that with that much offense, and much of it was because they were passing the ball. But they were doing that because it's tough to run on the Spartans, and this is this is Coach Anderson's response.
2: Yeah, they're hard to run the ball against. Their front is, is the strength of their team. Uh, they're hard to throw it against, too, if you're not careful, because they can rush the passer extremely well. We, um, we found out last year, I and mean, Logan Logan had to get picked up off the turf a lot. We were down 14 to nothing. We played a great defensive game against them last year. We got things going eventually, offensively, the way we needed to, but it was not easy. That uh, You're right, San Diego State typically does pound the ball at you, but that was not easy for them. They did a really good job of winning in one-on-one situations in the back end. Uh, and creating explosive throws. So um, we're going to have to be balanced, protect the ball, protect the quarterback, and take the shots where we can. I, I don't think we're abandon the run. It may not be pretty, but we have to stay balanced.
4: And one of the aspects of uh, Utah State trying to run the ball, earlier this week Coach Anderson said that uh, Robert Briggs, the freshman running back, has a shoulder injury, and he's out. Out for the year.
5: Yeah. Which is rough. And granted, Tyler has generally been the workhorse back, so it's not huge. It's more of a depth hit. And then obviously for those couple of possessions, usually per game that Briggs comes in to spell Tyler, uh, you're losing a very effective running back. So it is a loss, definitely. Hopefully it's not one that will have a huge impact on the game, but it could.
4: Yeah, I absolutely could. So um, you know, they they still have to try to run the ball. On against San Jose State, they have to try to establish some semblance of a running attack, and look, going up the middle just really hasn't worked a whole lot. I think they got to be able to work the edges, um, but um, you know, this it, it's probably going to be a lot more on on Cooper Lega too, uh, spraying the ball around to get that uh, front front seven for San Jose State to back off a little bit.
5: Yeah, he'll definitely need to have a good you know game running wise. To keep them on their toes. And to not just key in on Tyler getting the ball. um, You know, running up the middle or off guard or off center where he's usually going. So, we'll have to see. And Legat will have to perform well anyway because, you know, with San Diego State, the key was they were able to throw the ball. So, Cooper Legat has got to be able to throw the ball. He's got to have another 200-plus yard passing game. You know, move the ball on offense through the air. You know, and then capitalize with the run, you know, when you're getting them on their back heels in the pass, that's going to open up the run. Um, not the other way around. It's, you has got to pass to set up the run in this case. Yeah. So we'll see if Utah State's successful in doing that. And hopefully there's something from the San Diego State game that Utah State is keying in on, where they're watching that San Diego State, San Jose State film and saying, all right, what was it that San Diego State did? A team that's been horrible on offense, you know, Maybe the worst offense in the conference, maybe except New Mexico. You know they were able to explode against San Jose State. So what did they do? in Utah State. Hopefully they can find a weakness that they can exploit that San Jose State hasn't managed to patch up, because obviously they're very much watching their own film <laughs> too to figure out what went wrong.
4: Yeah, that's true.
5: Yeah, but uh, you
4: know Brent Brandon does have a lot of compliments for Utah State besides what we just heard about how well they played in San Jose a year ago. Uh, just. Watching USU and how they're playing right now, he believes that the Aggies are playing their best football of the season right now.
7: These guys are absolutely playing their best football of the season right now. They've won four of their last five. We have to go to their place, which is always a tough place to go. Um, I did a radio interview today. They just wanted to talk about the elevation and the weather, which I'm like, we can't control that stuff. So I'm not, you know, it's not like they're going to turn up the temperature for me because I ask. Um, but we're playing a really good team, right? The quarterback is settling in since replacing, are uh, you know, Bonner from a year ago. He's doing a great job. Um, they have a very veteran team. When you watch them play, their defense flies to the football. They've got good players all over it. Uh, you know, a lot of upperclassmen, a lot of guys that have played a lot of football for them and played at a high level, right? They won the conference a year ago. Um, and then offensively, excellent veteran offensive line, big, big bodies that are athletic and physical. Uh, the running back is an outstanding player. I think he's one of the top rushers in the conference. And then they have an outstanding receiving core, um, which they've always seemed to have. So this is an incredible challenge for us. The, uh, you know, Blake Anderson and that staff do a great job. I've known Blake for a long time. He's an excellent coach and one of the best human beings I know. And so it's going to be an incredible challenge for our team to go on the road and and play good football.
0: Yeah,
4: and he's, he's right. It's going to be for Utah State to highlight those things that have been working well for them in having a variety of different wide receivers step up and be available um, in, so that that defense isn't keying in on just one area of the field or one guy because that defensive front is going to be aggressive and coming after Cooper Lagarde to get him off target, off schedule, off rhythm. So those have to if – the, if the wide receivers, tight ends I would include in that – have to be physical quickly at the point of that uh, at snap to create separation and find quick options because it's probably you're not going to have a lot of time in the pocket.
5: Yeah, and luckily Utah State has, you know, they have route combinations that do give, you know, the ability to get the ball out quick. They've done it a lot. They've done it all the last two years. So we'll see. And if, if San Jose State tries to cheat, and cheat on those hitch routes and short routes then maybe they'll Utah State'll bust out they have they've got little hitch and go packages double move packages basically routes that they'll run their receivers on regularly and so maybe we'll see Utah State take a shot or two maybe burn San Jose State but that does require you know when you do those then you got to have more pass protection you need a couple more seconds yeah so we'll definitely see one of those plays called Hopefully he doesn't end with lega with his back on the ground, or at least back on the ground with the ball in his hand. <laughs> yes. So, one thing, as far as, you know, Coach Brennan giving Utah State compliments. are we ever going to have a, you know, situation where a coach doesn't give compliments to the other team? Like, tell us about the other team. Oh, they're a great team. They're uh you know they they they'd be undefeated if a couple of breaks went their way. And they, they, this coach, he's awesome. He's like the best coach that's ever been. Coach this, you know, the opposing coach has never won a single game in college ever. Ah, uh, he's a great coach. He's, you know, his guys <laughs> always come out and they play hard and they play good. And and uh, you know they're, they're they're the greatest team ever. I mean, it, it's a tough team. Coach, they're zero and eight and they've lost by fifty points every game. Oh, uh, they're a great team. They're better than their record shows. <laughs> like it's it's a formula you can. It's like it's like a. Like it was like AI writes such and such, you know. was like AI writes coach's opening statement oh, uh, for, yeah. for a football
4: game. For his opponent. But wait,
1: but wait, there's more. Oh, no.
7: You know, they're always well coached. They have good personnel. Um, I think they've done a great job of building that program over time. Um, that, you know, they have an incredible facility and in a stadium and a skybox and an indoor and a weight room. And like they have, you know, like just football weight room, right? So, like, they have some cool things that I think help recruit good players to their program, and then they, those players know that when they get there, they're going to be well coached, and it's going to be a good process for them. So I think that's part of it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you, you walked right into it. <laughs> I
5: lobbed that one right over the plate. <laughs>
4: Uh oh, the platitudes
5: are many. Uh, it's when like, you talk to the coaches, it's like presidential debates. Like, you know, there's like, all right, what do you think of this upcoming debate? Oh, my opponent is the best debater ever. You know, Socrates, Aristotle, Plato, morons compared to this man <laughs> yeah. that I'm about to debate. Yeah. It's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Because <laughs> if you lose, then it's, oh, yeah, we lost to a good team. Yes. And if you win, oh, we beat such a great team. Coach, they're 0 and 9 now. Ah, it's a great team. They're yeah, better than their record team. shows. Good guys. Really good guys. <laughs>
4: 435-339-0321. If you want to weigh in on our full court press text line, zero three six six. Franson, you don't sound healthy, bro. Get well.
5: <laughs> yeah, that be of this show. I was surprised by uh, it. I've talked you. to him. I talked to him twice this morning and afternoon. Uh, you know various things around the office, and all of a sudden he walks into here and like, Eric, you okay? <laughs> Have you been replaced by a body snatcher or something like? We need to go find the real Eric Franson. We had too many
4: conversations today. My voice is just not hanging in there. Yeah. Not holding together. Uh, All right, we're going to take a quick timeout on the full-court press. When we come back, uh, Al Lewis caught up with Alfred Edwards, the very distinguished, very experienced offensive lineman for USU, uh, to talk about kind of his career and one last home game
0: coming up this weekend. That's all coming up on the full-court press. You have to see it to believe it. The new Three Peaks Medical Plaza is Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose and Throat, the Allergy Clinic and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in the Three Peaks Medical Plaza in North Logan. The entire staff and doctors Benyon, Blotter and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose and Throat is now located in Providence and Three Peaks Medical Plaza, 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products including select met are accepted.
3: It's that first kiss, that moment in time.
0: Over the last few years, we have expanded the store to create one of the largest engagement selections in northern Utah. In addition to our goldsmith, we now have a design team that creates, casts, and brings to life your one-of-a-kind ring right here in our store, all for one common goal, to make it special for you. If you haven't been in yet, come see what makes us so special.
2: Sure it's special, This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. Whatever you do, don't forget to change the oil in your car. My team at Valvoline Instant Oil Change will get you in and out quickly. Stay in your car and relax, all while your car is being serviced by trained professionals. Valvoline Instant Oil Change 695 North Main in Logan, across from Angie's.
1: Valvoline Instant Oil Change Service you can see experts you can trust.
2: This is Ryan at My Mattress. My wife and I were laughing the other day because she read an article about things not to buy online. The first thing was prom dresses. Dresses advertised versus dresses delivered. Needless to say, what people thought they were getting is not what they got. It's much the same with mattresses. Almost always, buying a mattress online ends in buyers being let down. At My Mattress, we try to always exceed expectations, lower prices than online, and better beds. Only at My Mattress. It's game time, and
0: you're in the locker room, ready to take the field. But suddenly, you notice a player you don't recognize. He's wearing your team's jersey, and he even knows your name. But you've never seen him before now. Would you trust this stranger with your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing scams work. And the first quarter of 2022 saw the highest volume of phishing attacks ever recorded. Protect your business with the Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT.
2: Learn more at lesolsen.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan.
4: You'll be more prepared for the cold winter weather with help from your locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores like ice scrapers and snow brushes, fuel line antifreeze, starting fluid, and even windshield de-icer can all be found at those five locally-owned Preston of Providence Napa Auto Parts stores. Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press, 435-339-0321, if you want to chime in. Uh, 9315 texting in, Did you know USU has a weight room? According to our opponent this weekend, don't all D1 teams have a weight room?
5: Yeah, Utah State has a Weight room with facilities, <laughs> indoor. Such a great place. They have a press box. Yeah, a press box. <laughs> was was like okay. Yes, they have a press box, but it requires you to be eight feet tall to actually be able to see what's going on. Well,
4: not not so. San Jose State has been a long derelict program with their athletic budgets and their programs, but um, they are in the process of building some af- more athletic facilities. I think the point he's making is USU has a designated football locker room, uh, not locker room, weight room. <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> weight room.
5: Um, is it Just for football, because I think they share that weight room with other programs.
4: Well, it's it's mostly football, but there are others. Yes, there are other programs that use it, utilize it, but it is <laughs> mostly attached yeah. to the football program. That
5: whole north end co- north end zone complex is for pretty much all athletes. Maybe there's certain spots for football only, but like. I've been in there, and there's athletes from every team. Yeah, in there. But I think the point he's trying to
4: make is that Utah State, as an institution, as a fan base, as a donor base, has made investments in the, in their program, and you can see that nine of the last eleven years they've been a bowl, uh, a team that's gone bowling. So they've had a certain level of success. They've made the investments in facilities, which helps. The athletes, which helps recruiting, you can see the, a through line here. And there, he's been trying to do that at San Jose. They have some uh, construction projects going on now, and he's hoping that that will help lead to similar results for his program.
5: It is a little annoying to see the uh, dollar figures that are spent on about 200 athletes when you have a school of, what, 30,000? 30, 25, 30,000 be nice but you know those you, you get money from those 200 athletes true
4: uh one of those athletes is alfred edwards and uh, outstanding offensive lineman for utah state al lewis caught up with him after practice last night talking about his distinguished
1: career and uh, thoughts about how this season has gone on so far
6: Alfred Edwards I don't know if anybody's gonna ever play in Utah State more football games than you will end up playing you might hold the record for that
3: yeah it's a, it's a great accomplishment for me I've uh, been here a really long time so that's that's a part of it but it's been it's been a great ride for sure
6: so it, I mean we're not saying this is the end. We're hoping there's lots more to go and for you maybe in your career as well. But I mean, as you get to the end of this Utah State thing, like I talked to you about before the season started, this has been really special for you, not only football, but academics and everything else in your life.
3: Yeah, it's been a great experience here at Utah State. Uh, My thing was I wanted to take full advantage of it, about to come out with two degrees, play I don't know i don't even know how many games at this point so yes it's definitely been a great experience
6: i think you just started your 50th and i think you played about 52 or 53 games i think something like that in your career that's
3: pretty good yeah that is pretty good
6: <laughs> now you've seen a lot too i mean has um, some of the hard
3: times been great learning experiences you think for your life in the future oh definitely overcoming all the you know adversity that's that's what that's what makes you, a, you know, a good person. You know, you gotta just overcome everything bad, and then when everything, when everything's good, you gotta enjoy it. The other thing, though, is nobody will ever be
6: the first-time Mountain West champion like you will be. And again, that feeling has to be great too.
3: Exactly. That that is a great feeling. Uh, you know, last season was a great season, but we just gotta finish, we gotta finish this one off right.
6: So, where uh, is
3: everybody still in good spirits towards getting this thing done, like you want to get done? Oh, of course. You know, every week, you know, our goal has been been one, be one to zero. So it's the same thing this week for San Jose. Mm-hmm. And coach talked about it. You had a tough time. I mean, Hawaii's
6: defensive line put pressure on you guys last week. Uh, week before, New Mexico was interesting, and San Jose likes to do that as well, right? It's a it's a challenging game, isn't it, for the offensive line?
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, they they have a really uh, good front. Uh, you know, all Mountain West guys, but. You know, we're just, I feel like we're ready for it. We're gonna prepare like we prepare every week and we're gonna go out and play our butts off. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about the game last year? It,
6: you guys got down in the game, didn't quit in the game and eventually had one of your great offensive games of the year last year. What do you remember of that game?
3: Uh, I remember, you know, us, us being us, you know, uh, ever since Coach J been here, we have made a lot of, we've been down a lot and still <laughs> won games, you know? So that's just really the spirit of this team. We never give up, you know? In the fourth quarter, that's, you know, a lot of times that's where we shine. So, uh, yeah, that's really who we are in our DNA.
6: Well, I hope it goes well for this senior game. Is, Is some of your family to come
3: for senior game? Oh yeah, my dad's gonna come. Uh, now I have my girlfriend with me too, so it's gonna be a, a pretty good time.
6: That's very good. And look at all the people you've met over the years being here this long at Utah
3: State, and coaching staffs and coaches you've had. You've gone through a lot of that too, Albert. Yeah, it's definitely been a great time meeting meeting uh, you know literally like hundreds of people <laughs> by the by the time I'm I'm done here. So I made a lot of connections. I made a lot of lifelong friendships, and uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a great time.
6: So. In the end, are you going to feel real positive about all your years at Utah State, look back on it always fondly, about coming to Logan, Utah from Southern California?
3: Oh, of course. you know uh, When you're being recruited in high school, you know, that's a really big decision. I definitely feel like I made a really good decision, one of the best decisions of my life to come to Utah State. I oh,
6: appreciate what you've done. Alfred, good luck to you again in this game, next week, the rest of this season, and in your life, okay? All right, thank you.
4: Thank you, Al. Great interview there with Alfred Edwards, who's uh, been through a lot here at Utah State. He's been a mainstay on that offensive line, inserted from pretty much day one when he arrived on campus. And uh, he has been very solid. You know, we've talked in the past about, is there anybody on this team who may make it to the NFL? He might be one who could. Um, but uh, he's definitely been a part of this team for a long time. He's, he's And he stayed pretty healthy. Through all of that too,
5: yeah, he's 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 been an Iron Man. He's missed maybe one or two games over the years, maybe each year. But yeah, he may very well go down as the guy with the most games played. I was trying to during the interview find the record in the media guide, and I could not find it listed anywhere, which is weird because they have that in the basketball media guide. But uh, Alfred Edwards, you know, he's played every year, just about every game since twenty eighteen. Uh that's quite a few years. And with with the COVID year, th- these are the kind of records that I think a lot of schools are gonna see set. Um Oh yeah, you got the extra is, year of with, eligibility. Yeah, so games played, couple programs. If they happen to have a you know, a superstar player on their team who ends up playing, you know, all five, six years or however many, they could see other records broken aside from games played. So Yeah, like points or runs or whatever, whatever, whatever sport it is. But yeah, Alfred probably going to go down as most games played. Uh, I'll have to update you on that stat because I, uh, I can't find it. (laughs) I don't know why that seems like a pretty obvious one, but uh, maybe I just missed it. Well, we'll find it. Yeah, we'll track it down. I was doing control F in the browser, like literally going through every time it said games in the media guide record book section. And I did not find it. That's how (laughs) thorough I was trying to be. You were trying. And uh, it
4: didn't work. Uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in. Uh, 3862 on our text line. Alfred sounds like Rob
5: Gronkowski. Put him in the next USAA commercial. Busted. I haven't watched enough NFL this year, so I've only seen a couple of those Rob Gronkowski commercials. (laughs) He does. If you close
4: your eyes and just listen to him, there, there's some similarities there. Yeah. Okay. I got you. All right. So uh, yeah, interesting comments there from Alfred. Um, senior day for USU Saturday night. Hopefully, a lot of uh, Aggie fans brave the cold weather to go cheer on this Aggie. Uh, the the seniors. Uh, Coach Anderson said eleven will be uh, will be graduating and moving on and and using up their eligibility. Um, I guess plus one. Jacob South has one more year of eligibility, but he's he's opting to uh, let let this be his last rodeo. Yeah, I so, don't know if, I
5: don't know if he's the only one doing that. He might be. I know he was the one that coach mentioned. But yeah, then there's Logan Bonner who definitely does not have eligibility left. Like he can't. There's no way. There's no way. Seven years in, six seasons where he's played at least a game. Uh, so it's wild. Uh, good luck to them, though. Obviously, and the rest of their their. Uh, Civilian lives, joining the rest of us <laughs> plebeians. Future endeavors.
4: All right, another quick timeout
5: and uh, some additional thoughts as we
4: close out on a, a Would You Rather Wednesday. Jason's got a Would You Rather. Did you? I don't think you've said it. Did I you? have not said it. All We've right, been we'll get to on that. it for like an hour now. Okay. We'll get to that. Coming up on the other side of this timeout.
2: Your skis are skinny and your boots tie with leather.
1: You know exactly what I'm talking about. You need up-to-date ski equipment, and your kids want the good stuff. Al's Sporting Goods has season ski rental for the entire family. Ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now, bring them back in May. And for a limited time, get a free Cherry Peak lift pass. Youth season skier snowboard rental only $99. Adult season skier snowboard rentals only $114. Don't wait. $99 and $114 season ski rental prices will go up. Al sporting goods for seasons ski rentals every sport every season. This is Zach with HSA Depot. Christmas is nearly here. Make sure you be merry and bright by using your pre-tax funds on your medical needs. We know your regular holiday budget is disappearing quick so instead save money by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies. HSA Depot carries hundreds of unique and dashing eligible products to help you conquer your health care. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty Supply and see how much you can save this holiday season. HSA Depot, five-star review.
2: It's time to use your flex spending for 2022. As they say, use it or lose it. Crystal Vision, the two-time gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, has a great selection of frames with character. Take your current prescription in and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look for the new year. Your glasses will feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com.
1: Clean it up and
4: get it out before the snow flies. Don't wait another winter. Let D.D. Auto & Salvage pay you for that junk vehicle. D.D. Auto & Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, D.D. Auto & Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787-1204.
1: That's 787-1204 today. See store
4: for details.
0: Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and
2: safer. Visit jobs.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. They never could play it, but they sure can talk about it. Eric Franson and Jason Walker on the Full Court Press.
4: Mountain West Motors' selection of trucks and SUVs has been specially customized for your next adventure. So go check out what they have on their lot today at 615 North Main in Logan or visit them online mwmotor.com. Uh, would You Rather Wednesday here on the Full Court Press. Jason, you've been
5: sitting on one for a little while. <laughs> I've been sitting on one for like a week and a half now. Um, so this is Would You Rather. I saw it on Twitter, and a Twitter account just called NBA Memes. And so I kind of stole this off of them. And so, this, so it's NBA related. Uh, would you rather have a player that is scared to shoot, even in situations where they'd probably make it, I think of a Ben Simmons or a Royce O'Neal. Okay. Um, or would you rather have someone who's not afraid to shoot, but he probably shouldn't be shooting? See, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> so in the, in the original tweet, it had Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook. You know, Would you rather have somebody who's scared to shoot or always shoots it? So like, w- which of those would you rather Ooh, have? Boy, that's tough. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's
4: like a lose-lose.
5: It is. It's... <laughs> it's a it's the wrong kind of would you rather
4: yeah um I think I'd probably rather probably rather somebody who's not afraid to shoot because every now and then those shots are gonna fall
5: yeah <laughs> they'll they'll win you hopefully more games than you lose yeah i think that, I think that's a pretty compelling argument I was leaning toward someone who's scared to shoot but I think that's actually a good enough argument I'd probably go the other way where it's like you know, Royce O'Neal was frustrating that he wouldn't shoot. You know, he's forty percent three-point shooter. And he's open, and the guy's like five feet away. It's just shoot the dang ball.
4: I know. Yeah, passed on it.
5: Or Ben Simmons, you know, not shooting a layup when six ten versus six one, or six foot. I don't know how tall Trey Young is, but yeah, I, I would be frustrated out of my mind still. To it, it's almost more frustrating, more often. To watch a Russell Westbrook brick an 18-footer that he shouldn't have shot ever in a thousand years. But Russell Westbrook gets hot. And when he gets hot, you know, he's an incredibly valuable offensive player. Yeah,
4: that's true. Uh, did you, what else do you want to add to that? Uh, kind of related. Did you see this latest from uh, Kevin Durant? Interesting no, comment that he made? I don't think so. Look at our starting lineup, Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, and me. It's not disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? Um, direct asked of Bleacher Report. You expect us to win because I'm not or because I'm out there. So if you're watching from that lens, you're expecting us to play well because number seven is out there. Is he dissing on his teammates? I mean you just throw your your the rest of your starting players under the bus. And say you're only you expect to play well just because I'm out there. Dang, toxic!
5: Kevin (laughs) Durant is a toxic. Oh my gosh, Durantula does fit for him for more than one reason apparently. (laughs) Because he's it's not toxic, it's venomous. But venomous, yeah, still. Oh my word! Make for
4: an awkward huddle. Superstars these days. Hey, bud. Not gonna pass you the ball. You suck. (laughs) Just give it to me. That's going to do it for us tonight here in the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget you can check out all of our past episodes on 106.9thefan.com.